Welcome to Callback Podcast number 12. On this podcast, we interviewed Patrick Keene. Patrick Keene's a comic that I saw at the Improv uh, a few times and uh, really enjoyed his stuff and spoke with him after the show. And he was all all excited about doing the uh, podcast and we couldn't have been more excited to have him as a guest. He invited us down to his place uh, on a uh, Saturday morning. We went down there and just had a blast talking to him about you know everything going on in his life. He's travel. He gives us some stories about doing comedy. He gives us some stories about acting. All the things he's got going on in Los Angeles. A lot of fun, um, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. If you want to reach out to the podcast, uh, you can send us an email: callbackpodcast at gmail dot com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're uh, at callbackpodcast. And also, uh, don't forget, tell your friends. Please like us on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free. We'd also like to give out a shout, uh, as always, uh, the guy that really has done a yeoman's job on our uh, our website, Eric Streeper. We really appreciate all the work you've done. The website's great, and uh, we couldn't be happy with that. All right. With all that out of the way, let's move on. Callback Podcast number 12. We're recording. All right. We are recording. All right. Uh, our guest this week is uh, Patrick Keene. Patrick, uh, comedian, thank you very uh, very much for having us. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for uh, making the journey to Los Feliz, California, if I can say that. So is it Los Feliz? I've always been told it's Los Feliz. I think the correct pronunciation is Los Feliz. Los Feliz? Yeah. That's, I have a friend who says it like that, and I always think he's trying yeah, to act. We also, yeah, people also say Sepulveda, which I, who knows where that came from. What's it supposed to Is it not supposed it's, to Isn't it? Uh, Sepulveda? I, I don't know. Yeah, it, I, don't know. I bet it's not anything like the way that we pronounce it. No, I, well, and, i got to say, though, if it, if it is Sepulveda, I'm glad people pronounce it wrong. <laughs> Sepulveda is way too much work. There is a, there's a couple. There's another one that's uh, that's kind of messed up. I, you know, when I came out here, Figueroa. I was... Figueroa, but there was one I remember, like just acting like an idiot, asking somebody where the street was. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on it right now, but I remember feeling like, okay, I don't live here. It's obvious I don't live here. Right. And then when you when you start doing the whole sepul, you know, sepulveda, <laughs> I don't yeah. Live where does it end? You like, you know, oh, I actually am a I'm a native now. You know, I, um, it is funny living in L.A. when you have people that have like a quarter. Mexican in them, and and they like cling to certain words in a span like oh. <laughs> you know like salsa like. I don't know what words right now, but there's somewhere like you forget the person's Mexican at all, and then all of a sudden one word flies through, and they, and they, they have to really, yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, it's so obnoxious. It's like all or nothing. Come on, man. So we are in uh, Los uh, Fellas. Yeah. Uh, and, um, with the fellas. With, with the, the fellas. fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where the name comes from. Um, is it the uh, is it the Manson? Is it Manson house around here? The, the, the La Bianca house. Yeah. Is, it? is it really? Yeah, it was in Los Feliz. Oh, okay, nice. I thought I it was in this where, area because I've know. never been to this part of Los Feliz. Feliz. Um, so, Patrick, you're uh, you're a comic. We we've seen you uh, many times at uh, the Improv. Mm-hmm. We uh, you've you've done some TV stuff. I know I'm aware of the, the Ferguson stuff. And uh, but I wanted to to interview you today because we, we really enjoyed your stuff. You're like one of those comics that you see come in, and you know I think you did like I don't know eight ten minutes the last time we saw you, and it was just. Just a treat, and uh, and uh, and I, we wanted to get you to know you a little bit better. Um, I heard through some of your stand-up, I, I picked up that you're from California. Yeah, I, uh, we moved out. I was I was born in Toledo, then I lived in Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah, and then we moved out. 
in when I was in junior high. We moved out to Orange County. Oh wow! And then I came up to LA about twelve years ago. Where'd you live in Michigan? Uh, Temperance, which is just across the border from Toledo. So it's like, I mean, it's uh, I guess yeah. it's hand out. Yeah, yeah, it's a hand out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Ann Arbor. Oh, nice. Okay. Not very far at all. No, not at all. Forty five minutes. Yeah. It's a joy. Like I remember uh, as a kid, our, we went to a couple of Michigan games. And I saw Anthony Carter and all those guys. And, uh, man, what, that was the biggest place I'd ever been with that many people. You know, that you're a little kid and you walk into that stadium. Over 100,000 people yeah. fit in that stadium. It's, it's, that's why they call it the Big House. The Big House. For the University yeah. of Michigan. Yeah. Yes. Isn't it still one of the biggest stadiums it in is. America? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, in the top couple. Yeah, it's, have it's you ever? Do you go back to do? To uh, I'm or? going back to uh, do some shows in the fall. Yeah, in the fall going to Toledo and then uh, some one nighters in Michigan. I did the funny bone in Toledo, I think. Or oh yeah, yeah, and it's Perrysburg. Yeah, I think There's, right, right outside. Yeah, that was years ago. And then um, uh, a couple, a couple smaller rooms. I'm sure they're closed. And then um, Michigan, of course, all, all over Michigan. Yeah. But, uh, uh, do you have family back there? Is that yeah, there's still family back there, quite a bit. Yeah, so you kind of so. have to combine it with doing the shows. Yeah, which is harder doing yeah. shows for people you know oh, and love, or you know and don't love. Uh, <laughs> those are tough because yeah, you try to cater and you make sure everybody has a good evening. I'd rather perform for strangers. Most I think people would. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, without a doubt, there's yeah. nothing worse than like you just going. It's so much easier. Yeah, no yeah. filter. Yeah, I don't know how it is for music. I would imagine it's the same. Is it like yeah. that with uh, like? Yeah, band? and I remember. Uh, as a classical performer, pl- having a recital or a, when I was in school, playing for your family was way harder than just playing for. Yeah. You could play for a thousand people that you don't know, but playing for ten people that are. Really? You got to play for a thousand people you didn't know at one point? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. not, not quite. So, yeah. with, with, with the band that you work with, Flogging Molly, do they, do you, can you tell like if, if family's in the audience or. Yeah, yeah. The, when the band members go through like their hometowns and their their families come out and their friends come out, you can see that they're uh, a little bit more stressed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, in both uh, senses that before and after the show, they're looking after their family. They're wanting to make sure that everybody's having a good oh, right, time. Right. Um, make sure they got their then, seats and everything like that, right? Exactly, and then. Uh, during the show, you, you, sometimes if you finally tuned in, you can see a little bit, a little bit of stress there. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, maybe does, does the guitar solo go on a little bit longer than? Usual? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Turns it up uh, right. a couple more notches. Yeah, yeah. Comics really don't like. It's not like you add a couple extra tags or like right. you know what I mean. You're not vamping up there as a comic, you know. Oh, you said it. But um, uh, so you you moved to the OC. Yeah. Uh, you were living there for um. A while, and then you did you start doing stand up at a young age? Or what was no, I uh, I started about twenty six, I think. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it was because uh, I, I originally wanted to write screenplays. Ever since college, I was always writing down ideas for funny. Oh, this would be funny in a movie. This would be funny in a movie, and then to eventually connect those scenes and make a script. And I was like, oh, I, I want to write film. Did you um, now? Do you think that was because you lived in the area? Because I always think it's amazing to actually be. Because I moved here from Chicago, and I I always thought, God, if I had lived here when I was younger. I wonder if I'd be, you know, in a different place right now, you know, because the idea that you're around it all the time, that you, you, you know what I mean, the business is here. Yeah. Whereas, like, in other parts of the country, you know, it's, it's not as important to people, you right. know. So, so here there's that feeling of, like, you always have to have a project or something going on. Did you feel like, 
like you you had more support being in you know close to Hollywood or, or that's a good question. Uh, Thank you. Of course, it yeah, is. yeah, it's a really good question. So we'll just stop there. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll tweet in the answer. Uh, yeah, a, po- uh, a, a podcast just about questions. Like these that'd be great. Questions. Just nothing yeah. but questions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that living in Orange County. Uh, has any bearing on that because they're so distinct these two like yeah. i just did a show there last night we were talking earlier and uh, and it's it's like that county line in long beach i really? mean they are such different places even though it's an hour away and when i was growing up there never did we come up to la never do you no. make trips up no it's it's things are so good in orange county <laughs> that like some people might come up to see a band maybe or uh you know see a like i remember two girls went to see you two when I was in high school, and that was like I was like, oh, they made the drive up to L.A. But for the most part, like you didn't you didn't do it. They all get into real estate and you know dot coms. It really com- is weird when you know moving out here and the idea of people just don't realize how spread out this area is because like I have friends that lived in I lived in Silver Lake for a while, and I had friends that lived in uh, Pacific Palisades, and they were my, my only friends I knew when I moved yeah. out here. And I remember hearing, oh, you're never going to see them. I'm like, well, no, they're my only friends. I'm going to see them all yeah. the time. And literally, I've seen them once since I moved out here. Actually, that's not true. I saw them once before I moved out here. Like the, like oh, my God. So since living here, you haven't yeah, even seen since them? Yeah, I haven't oh, seen God. them. I don't think. And, uh, no, I haven't. And uh, it's just crazy. It's been, yeah, it's two years now. It's going on two years and I haven't seen them. And, uh, but it is. It's spread out. So I guess, I guess there is a disconnect. Yeah. Um, you start working on this in college. You start, is this when you make the decision? Okay. I'm gonna. Did you did you major in writing or no? I majored in psychology and international relations. How do you feel about that? Uh, that's very, that's good. I don't know. I have to, I have to want to answer that question. I think. <laughs> do you want to answer it in another uh, right another? in another um, you know in a local university? Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was it was very vague because I, I thought oh psychology will apply to anything and it did because I, I didn't know at 18 what I wanted to do and I think most kids don't right yeah. unless it's medicine. I don't know that most kids want to know and what they want to do. So really, change, yeah. yeah. So I just did that, and then uh, I I, um, I taught in I lived in both Japan and Korea in my twenties. Did you? Really? So yeah, yeah. I lived Are in Japan as a college Army student. Brat, no, no. I just uh, I was an exchange student in Japan, and then finished college, and then went back to Korea to teach for a year. You were the tallest person in both places. In both countries, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, did you teach English? I taught English, yeah, okay. and and I tutored in Japanese when I lived in Korea. But so, you were still in college. No, I was out at that point. During okay. Japan, uh, I was in college, and then after I graduated, I went to Korea. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm still trying to catch up. Why, did you, do, like, did, why did you do that? I don't know. Well, my college was in Montana. Oh, so just one? to throw uh, Carroll College in Helena, Montana. Uh, I, I don't know. That. I spent no, a lot no. of time in Livingston. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right by Bozeman, right? Yeah, it's uh, just outside of Bozeman, about right. 40 miles or so. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Oh, I love it. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Comedian Rich Hall, has a place up there. Oh, okay. And so I would go usually spend um, holidays with him and his family and stuff yeah. like that. So I, any chance I get up there, it's just beautiful. It's amazing. Um, but So you went to school. Why did You went to school in Montana. Yeah, on a football scholarship. Did you really? Yeah, from here. I was playing in Orange County. Holy and, shit. Uh, really? You were a football player? I, I mean, was. No, I mean, yeah. I no well, it was. Like was. That, yeah, yeah. And I never actually so played there. Kicker? I'm just kidding. Oh, right. no. That's a white. Yeah, very white. But uh, yeah, and I got the, uh, the scholarship there, but I hurt my knee in my last high school game. And so... Uh, I'm just going to college up Montana. I was like two they years. They still in. honored the scholarship. They though. did. They did. It's a yeah. They did. That's sweet. You don't hear that anymore. You know, that's pretty no. cutthroat. <laughs> no, because we have a friend who blew out his knee. I think it was the first game of a senior year, and a school took away a scholarship. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's brutal. 
So, oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't know I did. You came from a sports background. So, you um, is this something that was? Uh, are you still into it? Or is this? Yeah, I like follow. I mean, I, I watch. Like, I'll watch. You know, football. Uh, but I don't. I don't. Follow, I try to get away from it because I'm like, I can't keep worshiping 25 year old athletes. Right, right. I get into my mid to late 30s. You mm-hmm. know, it's like. But uh, but I still enjoy you know the watching and the competition and stuff. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, so you go to school on the scholarship. That's right. that's such a weird thing because you don't normally put athletes and and performers in the same. Oh yeah, you know. yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to think of other comics who played sports. Uh, well, Nick DiPaolo. Nick DiPaolo. Okay. And uh, but, uh, well, of course, Michael, Joe Rogan. Rogan. What did he? Does he a wrestler? He's a wrestler. Or something? Yeah, he so looks he like, like an yeah. ultimate or not. A, he was an actual MMA guy, I think. Oh, was yeah. He, oh, I think he has like. He had held belts for like a few years in a row, and uh, he was like a champion. So he must have been in it when it got going in its inception. Yeah, I think he's definitely been. He was uh, back when there was no popularity for the yeah. sport, you know. And then uh, I know that Nick played football. We used Nick to talk did. about that. And then uh, I think Tom Segura, Michael Costa, Gary Goldman, those guys all played football. Who else? Yeah, it's 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 a it's not an easy transition yeah. to make because I, I think. In a way, it's you know because it, you go from doing teamwork to all of a sudden you're standing in a microphone. That's the hardest thing I think is is in, even in your successes, it's not like you know being in a band or on a team where you can really enjoy it. Like you have a late night appearance, it's really just you. You're, yeah. you're like, all right, who can I celebrate this with? And maybe you're dating someone or, yeah. or your good friends, but it is kind of a bummer that you can't collectively. <laughs> There's no high five. You don't go right, back and right. pop the champagne and pour it over each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. What's Patrick one, doing over there in the corner of the improv? One of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Ferguson Samuel Jackson was on, and I was like hugging him, you know, and he's like, all right, all right, all right, man, all right. It's like <laughs> he was on. He was the guest the night that I was uh, the comic, and uh, you know. So uh, let me ask you about that because I've heard that Ferguson tapes their comics sometimes and shows them on different shows that you yeah. kind of edit them around. Yeah, they'll so they'll you, yeah they'll you tape. won't actually be on the same show, right? Is that what happened to you? Or was yeah, you? yeah, that's what happened. Uh, they tape they they do the guest the interview and then you don't even necessarily meet Craig unless it's on his way to his dressing room and then you're out there on stage and then they might tape two or three comics at a time and then oh, just wow, plug I didn't realize them in. that. Yeah. Um, so, but you you actually did get to meet Samuel Jackson. That must yeah, be pretty. That cool. was great. Yeah, that was great. Was that, what was he promoting at the time? Uh, that's a great question. Was it, no, it's it not really. Great. Honestly, was it, yeah, well, I think it might have been snakes. I was going to say plane. snakes on a yeah. plane because I was trying to do time the, the timeline of it. But uh, but he asked him a great question. He said, "How many times have you been shot in film, or how many times have you died or been shot?" And then uh, and then Samuel Jackson didn't know that question, but he knew how many people he'd killed in film or something oh, wow. like that. Like those, they were both pretty high. I don't know. It's hard for me. He's always the guy who does the shooting, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Tim, uh, I like Sam. I, he's he's uh, he seems like a good dude. He's one of those guys. If I heard bad things about, it would bum me out. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's funny because you were talking about living in L.A. and all these places. And if you lived in L.A. before Swingers or Pulp Fiction, <laughs> you know, you didn't know these places they're referencing. Right. But to see those movies now, after living here for a few years, it's kind of cool. You know, to be like, oh. Like, at the end, when he's going to offer him a ride, Ivory Keitel's like, I'll give you guys a ride. Where do you live? Redondo and Inglewood. And he's like, oh, we're in the Valley, man. Sorry. (laughs) uh, Uh, You know, I haven't watched Pulp Fiction since I moved out here. My my girlfriend's never seen it, and she just got a brand new, like, huge HDTV and said, I think I need to watch Pulp Fiction now. So that's that's appointment television for us. But you're right. That would be completely different. That coffee shop with, with the coffee shop scene is right on San Fernando it's is that the that, home. Is yeah, that the, the one co- that... They that, turned it into an apartments now, but the coffee shop like lobby is still there. Is that the one that they use? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's the one. And uh, um, But yeah, when I first came out here, uh, I don't know if you know the musician Glenn Hansard. 
No, uh, I don't. He, but... he was in the movie once. Oh, wow. uh, oh, is he the is he the, the Irish redhead? Yeah, yeah. Oh, from from Commitments, way back. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, he's great. People that remember that and and fucking and yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I just saw Melda Quirk's ass coming. Yeah, up oh god, they're great. Um, yeah, he uh, he's a good friend and. Um, he uh, took me. We went to the Dresden, yeah. and I was, you know, so I go in. And I'm like Dresden, Dresden. Oh my god, I'm in like this, you know, the swingers thing. And that the couple is still there playing. Yeah, Marty and Elaine. Yeah, yeah. they're playing. You know, and and it was like, holy shit, it's the same people from. And I'm thinking, how long ago was that movie? You know, and and they're there every night, they're just there, plugging yeah. away. It was a lot of fun. And uh, um, by the way, I think I asked you this already. Doesn't it feel like that place is like owned by the mob still? Yeah, I think that's the whole vibe of the whole thing. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, I walked in and like I think it was after dinner service, and I asked for a table. And this guy, like in a in a suit and a ponytail, walks up and he's like, "What? What did you want?" Oh, I'm like, I just want to sit down at a table. Yeah, I'm not taking the table with me. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it reminds you one of those old place 70s cleveland like not new york but like cleveland mafia like kind of like a, you <laughs> know kind of an off really yeah um do you uh do you, how much how much of your time now because you do you act too right Are you, yeah I'll, you know i'll get thrown in things which is nice because that's fun but which i think is originally what i wanted like as a kid i want i loved movies you know i loved hoosiers more than i love basketball right. i love the natural you know so i love the sports but i i love the glorification of it all and so you know you want to get in movies and uh, I remember I auditioned for Oliver Twist as a little kid uh, the same day I had a baseball game. And Uh-oh. at the audition, they're like, don't try to be cute. Don't try to do an English accent. And so I'm like, okay, cool. No problem there. So I don't do the English <laughs> accent. And then every other kid after me does the English accent to a T. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, I'm out of here. I'm out of I'm never doing this business. And uh, But then you get back into it 15 years later. So you... Uh is this is this something that does it affect your stand up schedule? Do you have to stay in town to audition? Do you like uh, not so much? I mean, not so much. I uh, I'm mostly a comic. I think because uh, that's because there's so much competition as an actor right. that it's like you better have something to say to be different. Even all these guys that are on television shows now that you see, it's like a year or two from now they're going to be you know hustling for another show. But with stand up, you can always create your own thing. You can always get on stage. Do you find it's a? Uh, do you find this town is? Is easier to do stand up in, or I mean, because I, I feel like people in this town are auditioning for things all the time. Like when they're doing stand up, yeah. it's almost like they're doing stand up to, uh, to get a project or get noticed or for some other. There's usually a second agenda. It really along yeah. with uh, the stand up. Do you have to tr- do you have to go outside the city limits to to kind of spread your wings? I mean, you, we saw you do ten minutes. Is that like is that that seems to be the thing here? Like ten fifteen. Yeah, it's very steps, much a know? showcase town. Like you yeah. have your best ten, and you you do that uh, around town in the hopes to get in front of a casting director or cat booking agent of some sort. And that's what it is for. And if you really really love stand up, you never really need to hit L.A. because there's so many other places, whether it's clubs or colleges or like like New York City, you can get longer sets and be talking to people that aren't just in the entertainment industry right. but here it's so specific that yeah and also i feel like sometimes i'll go to a show and you could totally tell there's industry people there because they're not they're just like they don't know how to laugh they don't want to act oh yeah they, it's like the thing where they look to the right or left to see if okay now i can laugh you know now yeah. it's okay it's no one has their own opinion about things and uh is that is i mean is it do you get a ch- opportunity to, to like go out and do 45 an hour or yeah uh yeah you have to like maybe go to orange county or or the valley or san francisco or, or wherever else but in la 
you're usually just doing 10 minute sets it's very much you never know who's in the room in la right. which is good and bad you know like well it's good because you don't care you, you don't care you're, yeah. you're not you're not over obsessed with it like okay you know you're not it's basically something that happens i'm sure at, after the show where they go hey i'm with whatever show I'm, i'd right. like you to come in and whatever you know and uh but with uh um it's kind of like we said, like performing in front of people you know. You know, it's almost as as bad if somebody said, "Hey, you know, there's a, you know, whatever, an agent in the audience right. or somebody that's could affect your career right. is in the audience tonight." And we're recording it and it's going to be broadcast <laughs> right. five times a day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, and you a, just you just want to go. You don't want it, any of that. Like I would never want to know. You know, yeah. because like if it doesn't go well, they'll hear about me some other way. I don't. I don't care. You know. Sometimes it takes two or three times to see. You know, hear a song or see an act before you're like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. This guy's great. There was a there's a famous story about Bill Maher. He was going up at the Improv. I can't remember who the female comic was going up right before him, but prior to her, there was a comic going on, and um, he went up and. Bill Maher hadn't been in the room. The woman wasn't in the room yet. You know, he was just doing his set. And he says, hey, Bill Maher's coming up here. And, like, two people. This is before he ever had his big television shows. He was just a very popular comic at the time. He had done letter, or, um, uh, Tonight Shows a ton. And sure. he, he was just basically one of the top comics, but he hadn't broken through the way he's broken through now. So it was, uh, he's, they, they tell all the comics there's an agent in the audience or whatever. So, um Bill's gonna like really. He's like, oh, I'm gonna kill it. I'm this is it. I'm gonna re- this is it. I'm gonna I'm going for it. You know, I'm gonna really. This is gonna be my night. And so the comic book two prior was like, anytime he comes up and he touches the piano, I want everyone to just break into like applause. You know, just kind of like just cheer over overdo it. Like, and so the audience is like kind of like, oh, okay. So woman goes up, does her act. Bill goes up. Blah 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 joke and and then he accentuates it with the because he had this comic had known that he kind of slams down his oh, hand that's so and funny he hits down like the piano all of a sudden oh, and he's God. thinking oh fuck yeah <laughs> this is my <laughs> night right and he's like and then blah 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 he hits it again yeah woo! and then at one point he's in the middle of a of a like a, like he's doing a setup he's like yeah and the guy goes in and then he actually touches the the piano and everyone starts laughing at everything <laughs> in the middle of like a setup he's like wait what the fuck and then he touches the piano again and people laughing uh. and he goes like and he blamed the woman that was the worst part about it he's like uh, uh, apparently he's like screaming he at her and this, yeah, he thought that she pimped him out you know and oh. it was the other comic and he's like no it was me he's like no fuck that I know it was you know and he just got like just, just so upset it was like oh, so he gets there was a guy in the that. audience he was kind of you know an agent or whatever you know and and uh but yeah, I'll never forget the, the idea that it's like he keeps touching the piano. Ah, ah under, oh under every circumstance. Ah, and also you just look it out like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he figured it out. That's a fun. Yeah. that's a fun reveal. You got. Um, I love when comics fuck with each other on the road. You got to do uh, something to break up. Yeah, the, you do, Because you know, it's uh, it you really do. is kind of a lonely. <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're on your own the whole time. You're not even with a band. You know. Um, you how often are you on the road? Uh, usually one or two weeks a month. Doing more now. I'm starting to get out there. I'm going Do to Madison you, next week. Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, so that um, should be fun. What what were you playing there? It's comedy on state. It's I guess okay. it's right near a college or something. I did a uh, this is a true story. I did a uh, biker bar in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. It wasn't even a biker. Uh, no, it was a biker club. It wasn't even a biker bar. Like they had no oh, membership. Like oh yeah, yeah, membership only place. Like we had to go through a. Um, I don't mean to make this all about me. Patrick. No, no, no. no. Uh, so we, we had to walk through a field. This other comic called me up. He's like, hey, you want to do this uh, biker club? And instantly I'm thinking, well, 
I'm going to get a story out of this, right? You know, at first I'm like, no fucking way. Those people suck. You know, they're, they're racist. They're this and that. And like, and, uh, and I'm like, ah, you know what? This is, this is going to be one of those stories, you know? So like, what's, what, what's the worst that could happen? So yeah. we walked through this field. We had to park and actually walk through a field about a good quarter of a mile or so. We get to this, just this building in the middle of a field. Like, and these guys are, guarding it and they're like you better be the comedians that's all they said to us i'm like hey what's up oh so we go God. in and this is the intro i get you know it's like uh, all right shut the fuck up everybody oh. <laughs> like, oh, all God. right you want to heckle these guys you better be ready because these people are fucking professionals <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> and so then i went up and i did my set and i actually i'm one of those guys that i pride myself on, on like just not, I'm not going to go down, you know what I mean. Right. You know, so I, uh, I had a, I, it was, it, in retrospect, I could laugh about it. It was fun, but it, when I was up there, I was like, man, I just want to get off the stage. But I'm, I'm not doing badly, which is good. So we, we had a decent show. Afterwards, they start telling me stuff. I start coming around, and these guys like, oh, well, maybe they're not that bad. Hey, we do a lot of charity stuff for Toys for Tots. Oh, okay, maybe these guys are okay. We do a lot of stuff with the Red Cross. All right, maybe you know. And they're like, yeah, we're not really exclusive. We just don't like blacks or Jews oh, <laughs> or women in the club. And I'm like, oh, well, that's that's the definition of exclusive. Right. <laughs> what year was this? It was just that was like ten years ago or okay, so. Okay, yeah. so that still exists. Oh right. yeah, I'm sure that place is still out there. No blacks, um, Jews, or women. No blacks, yeah. Jews, or women. But the women were allowed to come to the show if. They wore their man's leather or something like that. You know, they were able to come with their man for the show. And yeah. then they're like, "Oh, you should have been here last week. We had bimbo bowling where we had. I guess the the bar was made out of a bowling lane, and they would get hookers and they would roll them down the bar uh, into a bunch of bottles or pins or something like that. They would ice down the bar, and I'm like, "Yeah, I should have been here last yeah. week." They're like, oh yeah, we have a lot of great events. We have this one event where we tie up um, a car. And we have a long chain attached to it. We tie a car to a middle of a field, and we run it going around in a circle, and we shoot it until it stops running. And uh, they had to reinforce it with concrete because the first time they did it, it only lasted like a couple of seconds. And they're like, only two people have ever been hurt. Uh, One guy who uh, we used to call Bulletproof, and I see he's wearing like a Bulletproof like like lab, like a label like he died this guy bulletproof and they're honoring him with a patch you know like one guy used to be called bulletproof and another uh, guy we now call ricochet oh like, uh, <laughs> god it's a true story yeah who books this gig this yeah. is great yeah. <laughs> patrick just, do you have any like horror, like what's your worst comedy story you got uh the worst comedy story i well, think anything outside during the day oh, is a rough suck. gig yeah yeah you're talking like a like a festival or a college a festival or a fundraiser or a college those those can be uh those can be pretty brutal um or or when you're opening for a big name and they just don't want you and it's like you know it's like let's get to the main i I never understood when comics would say like oh he's here he comes he's uh really coming up the stage the guy he's opened for Mm -hmm. because if you know the business at all it really doesn't matter how you know you could wind up opening for anybody by accident or just chance or this guy's associated loosely with yeah exactly (laughs) okay cool you know but uh, one of the tougher gigs was South Bend after USC had just destroyed them in a football game. They beat them oh, no. 45 to nothing. And then the comic introduces me, the, the other comic introduces me as, hey, this guy's from Los Angeles. Please oh. give it up for Patrick Keene. And I was like, oh, dude. What the fuck? You know, it didn't matter that I'm, you know, Irish and from the Midwest. They were just not having And I'm like, you can't ever bring someone up on stage as being from L.A. We are definitely like the black sheep of the country. Yeah. Nobody likes LA, you know. It's, yeah, because it's something that either if they haven't made it there, they 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 have a, a just a stigma about it or a chip yeah. on their shoulder about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you think? Yeah. You're, well, they, they also I've noticed that since I moved here, people kind of think you're 
people in LA are a little soft or they right. just don't get it. It's all, you know, like everything's just this, I, I, I guess for lack of a better word, like hippie culture or something like that, where it's like, you can, you can have liberal, you know, views, but it's just, it's, it's not, it, you know, they just really kind of take it the end. You're from LA. You must fucking, you yeah, know, you, like, you must be making a better life for yourself yeah, or living like, your dreams. We don't like that. Yeah, yet, exactly. You know? just, we gave up. You <laughs> we know, gave up a long time generations ago. ago. I was just, I was telling Aaron earlier, my I had family in town last week. And they, as they were going to the airport, they decided to grab a bite to eat, and they accidentally walked into a vegan restaurant. Oh boy! Which they've never been yeah. to before. And like you ordered like a cup of coffee, and they're like, "Do you want uh, soy milk or rice milk with that?" Oh Jesus! And he's like, "Can I just have regular milk?" And like, no, this is vegan. Oh, <laughs> he just like blew his mind. The standoff. Bit. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> I mean, not even knowledge of that existing. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. A different country. <laughs> it is weird that you just come. Be- get used to that you know that way of like eating right is different out here um you would never go to a when when i moved out um you know food trucks are really popular out here yeah uh you know back in texas like the only people that eat off food trucks are like construction workers or people that work like in factories and whatever and i saw when i was i must have lived here for just like a week or so and i saw a vegetarian food truck drive by and I laughed, and I called my mom, and I'm like, you're never going to believe what I just saw. Right. <laughs> this, this truck's going to go out of business in a week. <laughs> <laughs> a vegetarian food truck, man. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's a hybrid of all kinds of stuff. I, what, when you talk about these outside gigs, what, uh, which, which one sticks out in mind? Or is there a... um, oh, outdoors? Um, there was a bunch of us did a fundraiser down in Orange County for uh, a kid. I think he was suffering from pediatric cancer, uh, which ironically is cancer caused by children. So I don't know how he caught it, but, <laughs> but he, uh, yeah. And so it was a fundraiser at a yogurt shop during the day. Oh my and God. Like, and you're not even <laughs> a yogurt. shop. Yeah. Like, a, like, a, and it was outside the yogurt shop. So you have other shops there and then people are just walking by. There's no stage. It's just an area. So it just becomes so, a crazy person with a microphone <laughs> walking around a strip mall. And it was, uh, I don't know, you know, we raised up a few yeah, hundred People dollars. love to apply closure as to how the show is going to go. Yeah. Oh, come on in. It'll be great. You'll do this. And it'll be, you just, you, you're going to have a great time. You know, people will be really receptive to what you do. They have no idea really how to set up a show or anything yeah. like that. Like, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you've had situations where uh, you walk in, they don't even have like a one nighter or something like that. They don't even have a proper mic yeah. stand or situation. That's always like, amazing, isn't it? The one like, thing you need, and there's three guys it's the working on the thing sound too. System. I'm like, it's a, to set up. It's really, literally, a stage seating, some sort of break between the audience and the bar situation. So there's yeah. no noise level is is, is controlled and a, a light, a proper light, you right. know and Right. On a microphone, it's like it's not the hard, it's the hardest thing in the world to to pull off, and it's amazing how many people fuck it up. Yeah, and, and there's not a lot of good. Uh, I don't see traveling a lot of good MCs as to starting the show, getting the crowd lubed a little bit, right. taking them from they came, they were in a rush to get in their cars to park to get seated, get their drink orders in, and you have to take them from that mindset into comedy and show. And a lot of MCs don't do it, so it takes the second or third comic before the crowd feels like, oh, okay, cool, we're here. I think a lot of that comes from, because I, uh, I cut my teeth as an MC in Chicago, and, uh, and I think a lot of that comes from, and people think it's beneath them, you know, as a comic, you know, they yeah. kind of think, like, because a lot of times they have this perception that, oh, you're up there MCing, they probably think you work at the club. That, I've always heard comics say that, like, oh, they think I'm an employee, you know, drink specials or whatever the fuck, you know, and... Uh, and where it's, I think it's just the opposite. I think they're okay. The show's starting. Let's right now. Let's pay attention. Um, 
sometimes the person that goes up first gets more attention. Yeah, they get time and, throughout. Yeah, yeah, and then then um, the headliner because by then sometimes things have changed, but you know they're dropping checks, whatever the deal is, and their attention level might be a little skewed, or they're thinking already at the end of the show, like where's my car parked and how long is it going to take us to get home, whatever. Where in the beginning they're primed for the show, they're ready to go, and I don't think. I don't think enough MCs really appreciate that situation. Yeah. You have them captive, you know, just, you know, they'll, they'll settle in. And right. You move it on and make an, a smooth transition to the next guy. Yeah, and an MC is a great opportunity to show your ability as a showman instead of just a joke writer, joke teller. Like Exactly. And a lot then, of people uh, host shows that... Also, if they do, if they do your job well, they, they, uh, they, it, it, it does build. They don't pimp out the next guy. Like, yeah. One of the worst things you could do is, like, I guess Jerry Seinfeld was doing a show once, and they're like... Next guy coming to the stage is the funniest person in the world, oh, you know, Jesus, and it's like yeah. you never want to do something like that because it just makes it just the expectations are like weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, oh, now, then they become like, okay, we'll see about this, you know. Yeah. Arms get crossed and whatever. The tough- this is all stuff that's never occurred to me. Oh, oh really? yeah, uh, the the MC interaction. I, when I think about going to the improv, because I've gone with you, John, a bunch of times now. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. Have a beer, sit down, and watch a show. And the the whole mechanics of it is has not occurred to me to this level. This is interesting to yeah. have the MC lube up the crowd. And oh, the, the first two comics uh, didn't work out as well because the MC didn't do his job. It, it didn't. Yeah, or has or occurred to me before. Sometimes they need to break. The only times I I don't necessarily like an MC that does a lot of time between comics. But what I do like is when they break it. Where, like, say you have a guitar act. or uh, Do you do music in your act at all? No, no. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> right. No, but, like, um, but like when you see, like, a music act goes up, because it's a different energy, and it's, you know, people are kind of like, oh, you know, all bullshitty, you know, like, yeah. kind of false brought up and, uh, you know, to this level where if you're, if you're a, a monologist coming up after that, it's tough. Oh, you know? yeah. So it's, fallen music, the, it's yeah. really on the MC to be like, okay, let's bring it down. Let's get it a level and then introduce this next guy who does something different, but it's still great, you know, kind of thing. Um, so that's why I, th- I think a lot of times music acts are, are can really set a, a false tone in a, on a show if they're not, if they're not spaced out correctly or, or built correctly. The, um, uh, another example is like, People do magic or yeah. any type of any type of weird prop comedy or anything that doesn't. Well, last time we were there, some guy pulled a dog out of a bag. Oh, that's right. He was standing there with a dog. Oh, oh my god! Someone had to follow that. Pull yeah. Well, he was the MC. Oh, oh yeah. So was doing... um, the MC's and, doing gimmicks, huh? Yeah. Like he that? was standing there and he goes, but it was one of those like, "Hey, I'll prove I'm from LA, huh?" <laughs> and he's yeah. just standing there. He's holding it, and it's like that waka waka moment where you're like, "Oh, like holy fuck!" So all that work, bringing in the dog with the bag, and yeah. then it was just people like, "Oh, oh!" Great. It was like, "Oh!" And the, he did have one funny line about it. Right? He was like, "It was a product of a broken relationship, or something like that." Uh-huh. Or something, yeah. It was some some line. I hate to be bagging on this. this no, guy, no, no, no. But uh, but um, it was a really weird. Like, really, in the no. front of the show. That's what you're gonna. That's, yeah, that kind of you know, sets and, a weird and tone. It, you know. There's a couple. You see people like, oh, the dog. Like, no, 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 wrong, wrong emotion, no, please. No, he shouldn't be on the stage. Yeah. Come on, you know. And then, um, uh, uh, we were talking about shows that build. Like, are you? Do you have to do clean material? Because you're not. Uh, sometimes, but I mean, I'm not dirty to begin with. Yeah. And also, like, even in a clean show, once you're 45 minutes in, 
if in minute 35 there's a dirty joke, they're almost yeah. like, oh, cool. Like, well, yeah, it'll, right. it'll wake them up a little bit. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or okay, they want it to get edgy. Because you do these corporate gigs that are, it's like an hour long and it's clean for these business people. And. And it's like it's ridiculous clean. And then afterwards, they want to go to a strip club and just oh, yeah. they're the biggest assholes toward women. <laughs> and it's like, oh wow, what yeah, a lie! Exactly. What a, what a, what a, what a hypocrisy that oh, they had to keep it so clean for the corporate world so they could go cheat on their wives, you know, exactly. with, at a strip club afterwards. We were talking about we did a uh, we had a conversation about bachelor parties one time and how you just really see people's real base self oh, yeah. during it's, those situations. Oh, like, God. really, you're gonna you would cheat on your wife? Well, like what? I, I've known you for how long, and yeah. you're about to fuck a hooker. What the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? Like, oh, what are man. you doing? It, first of all, it's not going to work. And yeah. second of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. second of all, you just look like an asshole. Yeah. You know, and we all know this secret about you now that just you, <laughs> right. you just throw your relationship away for no this reason. Girl's on Facebook most likely, and she's going to post. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, that's another yeah. thing too. Yeah. Nothing goes away these days. Um, so when you're doing, so do you do a lot of corporate gigs? Not a lot. No, not a lot. I I, I like to stick with. Uh, with the clubs, even even colleges, I feel like ten years ago colleges were even they were more intellectual, and now it seems well, like was, I don't know. Everybody's oh, going and and they're weird. They're they're obnoxious, but they still want it clean. And the whole process of getting college work is a joke too. It's like you can't talk about alcohol or marijuana in these auditions for colleges, and it's like really what every kid is doing. You can't. <laughs> yeah, that was the um, the weird thing about colleges. It was. Uh, um, the, like uh, I would always, I don't know if you've had this experience where you roll into a town and it's really predicated on whether they're doing tests that week or not. Oh, how many yeah. people come out to the show yeah. or whatever. And and when I was younger, you always heard about like oh colleges, you know, like I kept thinking like Lenny Bruce playing colleges, yeah. and all these people, and it's like oh I can't wait to play colleges because those people are smart. Oh, intellectualism, and yes. all, yeah, intellectual, and they yeah. snap, you know, yeah. when you tell a joke, right, 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 shit, right, you know, and it's like and and then when you actually do it, you realize like wow these. People couldn't be more fucking lowest common denominator. Like, oh, you said it. Man. How did they get in there? You know, like is there in my uh, exam? at our college, we had Polly Shore come up one year, oh, and it was sold out. Our gymnasium was sold out, and it was awful. <laughs> and the next year, Richard Jenny came, and it was half full, and it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was. He was amazing, and uh, I worked with Richard many times. Did I worked you? on his HBO yeah. special with him. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, and so. Who knows? You know the hype or whatever. Yeah, it's I, I don't get. Yeah, I don't get it at all. Where first of all, I, I I I sound like an old guy, but I feel like I really I can't I, I can't relate to, to to young people anymore. And it's Aaron um, came to me the other day. I my roommate, as everyone knows, uh, who's been following the podcast, and he, uh, he <laughs> the three people that know. Yeah. Um, or is this news to you, Aaron? Uh, so <laughs> who's that guy? <laughs> who's that guy in the other room? So um, Aaron uh, came to me the other. Uh, what was it? Three days ago, and said, "Hey, there's this girl that needs to uh, needs a place to stay." Oh yeah, <laughs> she goes. He goes. She she's, a comic or no? Oh. Tell the story. <laughs> um, how did it uh, come about? Oh, it was um, one of the uh, band members had a friend of a friend who just got to L.A. needs a place to crash for two weeks before their apartment starts, and uh, I get this call and text. Hey, uh, it's Natasha or whatever her name is. I'm an 18 year old dancer, and and I never thought those letters were true until the one day. I'm I'm liking this already. Stay at this place for the next two weeks till August 1st, but it's not going to work out, and I need a place to stay for for two weeks. Can you help out? So then I thought, well, 
I'm not gonna say no right off the bat. But, you know, I, I was once. I'm gonna jerk off first. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna unbutton my pants first. And call her back. Let <laughs> me rub one out before I make a decision. <laughs> Tell you what, can no, you call me back once, in 30 seconds? I was once in this exact same position, so I'd, uh, I'm gonna consider it before I say no. So I called a friend who I knew had a loft downtown that might be empty for the next two weeks, and then I thought. Well, I can't make this decision without uh, John's consideration. So I said, John, here's a deal. 18-year-old dancer girl. So I needed to go rub one out. Right, it was like the right. gift that kept on giving. <laughs> right, it was like, right. Edgar, could she stay with you? He's, you know, so that day she took care <laughs> of all of us. haven't even seen her yet. Yeah, no. she took care of all three of us without even knowing us. Um, but, but yeah, instantly I kept thinking, you know, my, my, my thoughts were, she's 18. I I don't want a fucking idiot 18-year-old running around just because, mm-hmm. you know, she's too young to drink. She Her dad drove her up here, which means she doesn't have a car. And just it just seemed like uh, it was really the age. I was like, man, oh, man, how many guys would be like, oh, what, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, an 18-year-old dancer? And my right. girlfriend's like – and then it turns into another thing because my girlfriend's like, you're not sharing a bathroom with an 18-year-old dancer. And then it turns into, <laughs> hey, you know what? Now this is a new argument because you got to have trust in a relationship and blah, blah, blah. All oh, of a sudden, she's Jesus. fucking up my relationship. Without even like, meeting, yeah. Because I'm like, no, this is about trust, baby. You know, I yeah. could, She could be there totally naked and maybe she will be and, you know, God willing. And <laughs> mean, Meanwhile, the, the 18-year-old dancer girl texts again and says, oh, my dad's taking me home. Thanks anyway. While he's already <laughs> fighting with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she just sends she just, these out. She just rolled in, yeah. fucked up everything, yeah, and just yeah. rolled right out. It's like it's like the opposite of Highway to Heaven, where they go to town <laughs> yeah. to town and fix things. She just goes and shits on. It things. shits on yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, just destroys villages. In, in fact, I actually thought I was gonna call her up and say, "Hey, this uh, this dancer was gonna stay at our place," and I said, "Like, I thought it was gonna be like she's gonna be like you passed the test. Like it was all like she set the whole thing up, you know? Yeah, um, that's yeah. cocaine. I mean, she." is cocaine oh, like yeah. you just you go in and shatter people's lives <laughs> and and that's and then, what happened and, but it's so fun you know it's so good when it's happening really but then for those 15 oh, minutes yeah right <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's so cause, funny. Because you sit there and you're going, oh, I'm an adult. I can handle And parties is going, Jesus Christ, there's going to be an 8 year old dancer probably rehearsing yeah. and learning. You know, she's got to stay in shape. Bring your other 18 year old dancer yeah. friends over, you Jesus. know. She, and what probably, kind? she probably needs help bathing. You have to, like, lube her back. <laughs> she doesn't know how to bathe yet. Yeah, she's really young. God, yeah. And who knows? I, I would definitely get ID. I'd make sure I'd look at her ID and be like, okay, you are 18. Just in case. Yeah, exactly. Just in case. Right. Something that would happens. be, yeah. You're right about that. I, I just yeah. want to make sure because. Because eighteen is young enough, you don't need to go younger. <laughs> are you um? Are you are dating anybody? What's uh, uh? No, no, not right now. I uh, I I. It's funny. I don't know how it is in music or theater, but uh, in comedy, I think a lot of comedians date, and uh, I try to get away from that. I've dated a few, and I'm trying to not do that. Date a, co- a comics? A fellow comic? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's a tough one. I dated yeah. one. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. It's. Uh, she went on a television show and started talking about me, like on some like one of those. You know, there was this thing like years ago where they had this round table where like, every show seemed to be like a round table of women talking about mm-hmm. dating or some shit like that. And it was like a it was a PBS show or something and, and um, she was starting to do jokes about me. I was like, What the fuck was that yeah. about? you know? Yeah. And um Well I mean, isn't that to be expected? I mean I, most most jokes are about relationships. So if you you're know, in a relationship guess, with her, you know, you're right. I guess it does. I don't. I don't look at it that way. It's a double standard completely because I talk about everything on stage, yeah. so I don't give a fuck. But I guess you're right. But I was a little mad. So I remember. Uh, I think I was more mad because it wasn't funny. I think the stuff she was talking about wasn't funny, and it was like that kind of thing. It's like, oh, baby, you got to bring it. If That's gonna, hard. Yeah, if you're dating someone who you don't respect what they do, whether it's comedy or anything, it's like, oh, I gotta. 
I can't date this person. Or how about like how many times did she always like expect you to go to her shows and stuff? Uh, well, different ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, I'm I'm the opposite. I don't want. I can't go to those shows. shows. Yeah, there's a little. The guys are like that, you and know? you can't date someone if you don't think they're good. I mean, it looks pretty bad if after three months you've never said, "Hey, you were funny tonight." You know, good show. Oh, but, how many times have you run into like somebody on the road who's married to another comic and they're always somehow getting on the show or mm-hmm. somehow they they work together and then you, you you're just you, you do like relate them like, right? Oh, okay. Right, wow. if I book this person, I yeah. have to deal how's, with this. Yeah. How's that? Really, you think they're... And you're you're funny, but you think that's okay, too? You know? Yeah, that's funny. At no point you sit around in the living room and help her with her... Or him with his material, you know? Yeah. I helped a friend. Uh, I got her tape to a guy. And uh, he called me, and he's like, Hey, so... Uh, he watched the tape, and he calls me back. And he's like, So you're, you were seeing this girl, huh? <laughs> I was like, uh, he called me. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay. Okay, cool. Because that makes sense now. <laughs> But uh, whatever, it is. It is tough to to yeah. Do this business even too. on the road, like it's not like it was. I don't think, and that could be because I'm getting older or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I, I think women know what's going. Oh, you're going from town to town, exactly. and so they're not as open to the idea. Also, I think when you live out here, women are probably a little bit more savvy about the business. Where, like, from if say you live somewhere else. Like in Chicago, was I was always the oh wow he's a comedian you know was, you know that kind of thing and he lives like, around here yeah or he's whatever, still yeah. around in this neighbor you know in 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 Chicago I had moved uh, moved away and so it, it became this it was like I was like it was oh that's really cool and 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 then after afterwards you kind of put the pieces together you know right. like, that's why I have an ex wife and uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's like that it's like that onion um, there was an onion article one time it was like. Woman turns man into person she never wanted him to be. Oh, and, that's so funny! And it's and it starts always like he's in this rock band yeah. and he's up there like ah, and she's like I love that guy. He's all like he's a, he's got a ripped shirt and yeah. he's like he's got jewelry and he's all all his hair's all puffed out and then like uh, and so she starts dating him and then like he's like oh, I gotta go to rehears-. she didn't want him to go to rehearsal anymore with his or with the with the guys oh. and then like and so then so now he's wearing sweaters and his hair's all like and then she's like this guy's boring and it's like and then she uh. leaves him. Oh God, that's the truth, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus, that's the truth. Uh, the be- the best times I've had is when I had a girlfriend in L.A. And then you come home after wherever you were, and like it's a good test because you come home that Sunday or Monday and yeah. you're really horny, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so she's like, oh, she knows if you've been messing around on her or not because oh, like the go, horny yeah. you are, like sh- you know, if you you come out of that airport like a savage, she's like, okay, cool, he didn't cheat on you. <laughs> but if you come out all relaxed and like, oh, hey, honey, then she knows something. Not up. take a sleeping yeah, pill on that yeah. flight. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, you better have an erection when you uh, come off that airplane. Honey. That was a really exciting flight. Yeah. A low boner. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, we went to a... Uh, like this... What was that that you took us what to? What do you that? What was that? Like burlesque wrestling? It was... Uh, Don't they? What was it? It was... What Sci-Fi was, Sirens. That's what it was called. At it was... Embark? Dragon, Where is Dragonfly. that? Dragonfly. Dragonfly, okay. Oh, you know of it. No, but I mean that Dragonfly does some alternative cool shows there. Yeah, well, they, well, this was this... Like, they had people represented from different movies wrestling in water after they did a strip show. Um, it was... Um, but it was burlesque, so they had like pasties yeah, first, on. First, the girls came out nice. and did a little okay. show, and then they fought in a little pool on stage. <laughs> and, so, but the one was like the, Ripley from right. The last, the final headline match was uh, Stormtrooper Storm versus Ripley. No, Ripley. No, Stormtrooper versus 
It was another one. Eon Flux. Eon Flux. So it's just male fantasy oh, I mean, fetish. Yeah. Oh, and there were guys like... Squared. Because Aaron knew somebody who was doing sound for it. He's like, hey, you want to go to this thing? And I was like, oh, it'll be goofy, whatever, we'll go. <laughs> and, uh, and we're standing in the back, and there are guys like these nerds like... Oh, 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 yeah! Like, like, too into it? Like, oh, way, yeah, like, yeah. like, seriously? Um, and then uh, there were the hosts, like Mystery Science Theater three thousand type situation. Yeah, there was there was the host and his and his Muppet. Uh, oh God, Jesus! <laughs> it was it was pretty bizarre. I all I kept thinking the whole time I'm going, people actually pay to go to this thing. Like, if I paid twenty dollars to go to that because that was the admission price, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Seriously, this is entertainment. Yeah. But the little pockets now are amazing. I mean, the population of the world is so big, and the little specific pockets that people have of their little universes. Do you, uh, do you do any, like, alternative, you were talking about alternative rooms. Do you do any, like, alternative theater or anything like um, You said no. you were writing before. Did you, is that something you continued? Yeah, I, I, I keep writing and always submit, uh, whether it's pilot show, pilot idea, or uh, screenplay. I wrote a couple that I've tried to sell. And then you keep going back to, it's like, I haven't looked at this for a year or two. I should go readjust some scenes. And, you know, it's good. I, I think part of it is maybe once you get discovered in one arena, then all of a sudden it blows up. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, here's a movie I had from years ago. Oh, okay. Well, you, that's what sucks because you need to be prepared because if all yeah. of a sudden you're doing stand-up, somebody walks in and is like, you know, they it's all a packaging. Oh, yeah. we need to package this guy. Stand up. We're going to have, especially now after Louis C.K. Oh, yeah. Where he's at, yeah. That's the, he, he set the um, paradigm for how people are approaching comics where it's like, okay, can he act? Can he, you mm-hmm. know, does, can he do side projects? Because everyone wants in on that full thing, you know. Full package. And uh, it's kind of what I was saying before. It always seems like somebody's. In, in LA has an, another agenda. You have to, I think. Here, yeah. you have to be ready to go because you you will get that opportunity unless you don't want it. But you will get that opportunity if it hits, and and you have to be ready for it. So you probably need to have these projects always updated and absolutely, you know, yeah. Changing and, it from a razor to an iPhone, and that's <laughs> yeah, change, right, 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 right. Razor, God, isn't that funny that that term that was, now is like so? It was razors. Outdated, like I remember yeah. when I got the razor, I was like holy. And I remember going to a doctor's office and I left it there, and all I come back and all the nurses are looking at, it, they're all standing around it like it's some sort of so well, funny. Like, wow, look at a space age, blah blah blah. Like oh no, yeah. Two years so later, yeah, yeah. Two years later, it's absolutely junk, you know. Yeah, kids see you with that, and they're just laughing at you. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, but you're right. I mean, with the whole, you want the whole package, and like the last thing I want to do is be another white male comic guy. What are you going to do about that? Just, nope. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to get my balls chopped or uh, change my skin. But uh, it, it, to be just like commenting. I mean, there's enough guys commenting on things, and just like, yeah, look at this. Look at this yeah. is what's happening now. So you got to. You got to do something different, you know, uh, and and really, I don't know, cross dress or something like Eddie mm-hmm. Izzard, Eddie Izzard does the whole cross dressing thing, or but that's who he is. That's not a gimmick. Yeah, yeah, that's not a gimmick. Yeah, and uh, so I don't, I don't know. You, you try to do more than that, and if it's now, now I've lived out here twelve years almost, and it's like, oh, I could go live in Chicago or New York and just do stand up, but then all of a sudden you're throwing away all these contacts right. that you've made in L. A. And the access to people that you've gained. I think if you're out here, I think you legitimately owe it to yourself to be prepared for other opportunities. Right. You know like I, mean? I look at Richie, Ricky Gervais, what he did with The Office, and that's kind of exactly whatever. You know, of course I want that kind of. No, life. but no, but but what you mean by that is that he created it from nothing. Correct. I mean, it started off as a uh, almost a DIY project. Right. You know, he they started him and Stephen Merchant started. You know, like, hey, they started making fun of this character that they came up with and started writing for it. And eventually it became, I think they did a short piece for it. And mm-hmm. then it became The Office. 
uh, pilot, and then it became six episodes in the UK, and now look what it's what it's, it's done. unbelievable. But um, the whole time, especially in uh, on the UK side, it was really their vision the whole mm-hmm. time, and they they were left to their own resources. You know, succeed or fail. Right. You know, it's. It's that that's a great that's a great example. Of like, yeah, because you know. I mean, as a comic, Ricky Gervais, you know, he's probably neck and neck with a lot of other comics, but he's saying, "What can take me to the next level?" And that's what work because you know, ten more years of this, and I'll still be another, just one of the other comics. So you're always looking like, "What's the next thing that exactly. we can do?" So do you do like videos for the web? Or what yeah, I always try and do internet ideas for the web stuff that'll catch on. Do you have a? Do you have a? Website or a, yeah, there's uh, or a, an inter- a YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is uh, is Keen of Comedy, spelled oh, K E. I'm sorry. No, no, no worries. Nobody else has either. Don't worry. <laughs> but it's Keen K E A N E, like the band Keen of Comedy. All right, we'll put links up. Uh, Keen of Comedy, and you do stuff for there. Yeah, st- that's uh, just some stuff that I that I did that were my ideas that are just off the wall. Does this mean you like have that. to learn how like editing and filming? And yeah, yeah, all? which is a great tool because. Uh, I don't know because so much of it's editing now, and like you see yeah. editors that like never had experience, but they know how to cut things so well that they're like doing their own projects. And oh, they yeah, don't we even were, need humans. We interviewed Wayne Fetterman the other night, and he was uh, talking about he was all excited about his new editing program that he got, and he's like, "But it won't run on his current Mac, right?" It was right. like some, you know, he was all upset, and it's just the idea, like, wow, I never, like, it's such a wow, yeah, everyone's an editor now, or they have yeah. to be, you know, if you you have to control your own situation you know? yeah yeah you do plus it's the plus it's the the availability is just it's amazing now it's almost like you don't have an excuse if you don't yeah. make it because with all the uh you know multimedia and stuff like that there's so many avenues but what i like about louis ck's thing too is the the fewer people that are involved with that project because oh, right. you see these network is tv is just dead it has to go through too many sets of eyes and every single executive needs to give notes so they think their job is worth a shit when really yeah, they justify like, their existence yeah, really one person he, uh, could do five of their jobs he said he's 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 publicly said that he's he took significantly less money in order to have more control over that yeah. and entire thing and and that is just and thank god it was as good as it was mm-hmm. cuz i mean i'm trying to think of an example where you know i'm sure there's a shit ton of examples out there that we've never seen like, oh yeah you know that have just been like whoa you know this we tried we tried it with this guy you know or yeah. whatever i know that there's been comics who have done like multiple pilots and it's just never gone for them, you know, and you know, the fact that he was the one who broke through was, it's great. Cause I, I just feel like he's a workhorse and yeah, he is kind of yeah. deserves it. Yeah, know? he does. I think, cause that's a very real show and there's never, I mean, sometimes there's not a through line really at all in the episodes. No, sometimes there's two separate episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, but you're still watching the way it's cut, the way the story is told. Whatever you guys the watch the show? Louis? Mm-mm. FX. Yeah. yeah. No, I, well, what's amazing it's a, is it has Louis FX has Louis, and then it has the Russell Brand oh, yeah, vomit or yeah. regurgitation yeah, or whatever know. that joke Never is. Never even <laughs> bothered with that. It so England, so England, as great as England is, you know, giving us the Beatles and and, and tea, which I think is Chinese, or uh, or, or the, the original Office. Office. You've still given us Russell Brand too. So everything balances out. <laughs> You're right about that. You know, what's that? Uh, uh, Bill Hicks line. You know, hey, you prepare to be as dumb as us. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And Stanhope just got Stanhope and Henry Phillips just got back from a trip of England. Oh, really? Yeah, and they did a whole thing. Stanhope's and, uh, huge out there. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And Bill Hicks was too, right? Yeah, really like, big. He yeah, sold yeah. out theaters. Absolutely, he was. Uh, he, I think, he found a second home there. I think he he was embraced. They kind of got into his his um, his 
sensibilities a little bit more. I think he was allowed to breathe a little bit more. Yeah. You know, his I, what happened was he had one special that was that was shown out there, and almost overnight he became because you know out there there's only four there was only four television right. channels, so it was it was appointment television, and they replayed it, and he was just embraced by that country. In fact, everywhere I I go if, uh, in England, I've been there about a dozen times. If anyone I know. You just if I mentioned that I happened to met Bill Hicks or worked with him, they just go crazy. Yeah. You know, like oh my god, you know, and it's, it's kind of a bizarre thing. You yeah. know, it's like wow, it's nice to he you do that in America and people are huh who right huh? right what and he's from the south. He's from he's Texas, from, yeah, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's nice because the, the South gets so much criticism, right, from us, but. If you're not from there, there's no way they're going to truly listen. But you have a guy from there like he was. Exactly. And and like, yeah, he's be like, there. Okay, he's right. He's dead on on all this stuff. So what do you uh, what do you got going on now? Is there anything in project you're excited about? Anything? Um, yeah, I mean the stand up's great, and then um, I'm going to be soon. Or yeah, I'm going to up in like what three weeks? Something like that. Yeah. Will, okay, so by then you will have uh, seen me at Madison, everybody. Oh, that was a great show. Yeah, that was a great that was, show. I can't believe the bikers stopped by for that show. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I love that there's a club, an exclusive club. Like, bikers and clubs yeah. doesn't seem to, like, ruins the whole, it's an oxymoron. Yeah, you're right about that, because they're supposed to be anarchists, right? Or yeah, like, it's know? like the Orange County chapter of uh, Harley-Davidson. It's like, okay, you guys, you know, with your tattoos and your real estate licenses, it just doesn't, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't fit. But yeah, doing the Asheville Comedy Festival uh, and hopefully the Boston Comedy Festival oh, cool. this fall. So those will be good. Do you and, like doing uh, the East Coast? Yeah, I do. It's it's a little different, you know. It's a little uh, different style, but but it is good because you see what you know the market is a little bit and what people are trying to trying to uh, appease to. And it's funny these executives out here in development and whatnot. Those are people that have never been to Peoria, you know, yeah. or, or they've been between L.A. and New York, and they've never been to these areas they're trying to sell to. So they overthink things, and they're in meetings with develop, with you know writers and and comics or, or or actors, and they're like, yeah, but would it sell in Peoria or this and that? And it's like, look, we've been to Peoria, yeah, yeah. you know, we've told jokes for these people, like, but but they just see it as this oh this mystery and this uh, this void. Like, how do we how do we make something that these like twenty four year old kids yeah. who think they know everything just yeah. because they think they know everything you know and i don't think it's ever worked where you take all the demographics and you're like okay we need to hit here 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 the true stuff comes from like somebody that just people believed in something they'll find you yeah, yeah. If, they'll, if you're if you're an original voice and you do stuff people will find you yeah and, and unfortunately um with that's the one thing that sucks about the internet right now is that um is not enough gay porn. What? No. Right. Uh, right, right. What sucks right, about right. the internet right now is uh, Wait, no. not enough free gay porn. Free, yeah, you're right about that. I'm, um, uh, and uh, is is that because there's so many voices out there, it is hard to kind of get through mm-hmm. to the proper places. But it is. It, but the it's still available, you know. And it's just you have to almost become a marketer at the right. same time, you know. So you do get your your projects and your voice and and to the right ears. But um, but you know, it is certainly miles ahead of. You know when when you always had to wait for your shot, right? You know? So you right. can make your own shot. So yeah, and then yeah, I would eventually like to do something because my time in Japan speaking Japanese, I'd eventually like to incorporate that oh, with something. Cool. Maybe something with Little Tokyo down downtown LA, where I coach a little league Japanese baseball team or something you, cool. You know? Like that. <laughs> you know, just something with comedy and Japan without having without having to leave my neighborhood. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. You're uh, going to Japan, aren't you? Yeah. August twelfth. Oh, sweet! 20th. Shows. He just, he just came back, and you're going back. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm going to do sound for Adam Lambert. Oh, my God. That'll be very perfect. You don't think that's I don't, perfect. I, 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 <laughs> you you'll be in Japan. That's, that's a good part. Nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in Osaka and Tokyo, there's a giant festival called Summer Sonic. Oh, okay. I can't remember who the huge names that's are. That's all right. Do you, have a, uh, do you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, or are you seeing anyone? Because that's a good place to go if you're not seeing anyone. I have a girlfriend. Do you have a, oh, okay. a boyfriend? <laughs> you should bring her. <laughs> and <Yeah>. a boyfriend. <laughs> um, so uh, I... Uh, what's your favorite ramen place in Little Tokyo? Uh, I think it's just called. Is it called? Is it called Mr. Ramen or is it called Mr. Oh, Noodle? We like Mr. Mr. Ramen. My second favorite. Is it? I like Mr. Ramen the better than the rest until we went to the place where we go all the time now. Where's that? Shinsengumi. Shinsengumi. It's at second and central, so it's second and central. Across okay. the street from Little Tokyo. We should bring him in there to find out what they're yelling at us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably to shy, to shy, to shy. Welcome, and then after you eat, go show some of this stuff. And they're like, some right, the cheers, the cheers thing, you know. Come by, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna try that place too. Though. Oh, it's really great. Yeah. yeah. They have uh, this more Americanized, modern menu where you get the. Um, ramen, and then uh, there's all sorts of add-ons. Do you want to add extra miso? Do you want to add a, a flavored egg? Right. Uh, or more pork? Oh, I love it. Okay, I got. Oh, it's really that. great. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'm just. But there, there is a a ramen place in Shibuya in Tokyo called Chirimente, which Chirimente. is just a, a, um, like a chain. A, oh, it is a, okay. A crappy chain ramen place, but every time I've been to Tokyo with Flogging Molly, that's where everybody wants to go for every meal. We all love it, and that our Japanese promoter reps are like, "What? Why do you want to?" Oh, go that's so to the, funny. Yeah, that place is is really average. Like, I'll take you to a nice ramen right. place. They're like, no, no. No, we don't need the nice front. We just want to eat this Perfect. all yeah. the time. Well, weren't so, weren't you talking about like some band from Europe that always wanted to eat a Cracker Barrel for every meal of the day? Oh, Same, yeah. perfect example. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they just didn't. Know I always wanted to. I, want, I thought yeah. Cracker Barrel would be a great sponsor for a comedy tour. It would be, to, yeah, oh, the yeah. Cracker Barrel comedy tour. Yeah, it would be. So this place that we've gone now a bunch of times is the closest to that amazing broth that mm-hmm. I remember so well. Beautiful, that's yeah. My favorite. That's that's so true. Definitely need to check that out. I'm now getting hungry. Um, all right, well, Patrick, uh, what, what time are we at here? You know, you've hit the nail on the head a couple times in a row now. Thank like you. One hour. Wow. Right when you, it's like you were looking at the clock. It's internal. Like it's that internal. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. How much time I got? How much? Yeah. Time? Men you know, know time. Women know their their whole menstruals, but yeah. men know <laughs> time. Like. Did you ever hear that Woody Allen uh, had a? I think Woody Allen had a 38 minute light. Um, he would do this joke where he'd pull out this uh, watch and he'd do an hour long yeah. and he'd pull out this watch and he'd go, this is a very nice watch. And it's a watch on a bob, like on a chain. He's like, it's a very nice watch. It's an old watch. It's an antique watch. Uh, on his deathbed, my uh, my grandfather sold me this watch. Oh, and uh, But he would look at it right. and if he was at 38 minutes, he knew that that's when that joke was supposed to go up. Oh, and, wow. You know, and he knew how his pacing was, and for the rest of the show, so he or at twenty two minutes in, so he had 30, 38 left. He had a eight minute light. That fucking is insane. That's so to me. weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like he did the first twenty two. Either did it was either twenty two or thirty eight reversed. One of the two. He either had a twenty two minute light or a thirty eight. But it was on that minute that he would look and go, "Okay, I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be at this joke." You know, oh wow! By looking as he did the joke. It was a joke and a and time a time. Check. Yeah, oh, that's funny. And, and, it, and it works with comics either way. Like. 
a 10 minute light or two minute light. Like okay. you can be like, Oh, I'm 10 minutes in. I get the light or two minutes left. I get the right. light in comics. I don't know. There's a weird next Tuesday or this Tuesday. You know, it's <laughs> like we weirdly understand what that means. Exactly. It, and, um, I always, uh, I, I'm, it's funny. You, all right, last Bill Hicks story. But I remember uh, on that show that we were talking about the one that I, the 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 one at the funny firm that was the legendary one where he's running the room. I think at some point either it was that show or another show that was going really badly, and he turns and he just he'd only been up there like twenty minutes. Or whatever. He goes, "I'm going to assume that black area in the back of the room is the light." <laughs> and, and, uh, you could just see the staff and everybody like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! He's coming off the stage!" Oh, you know, yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah, there's some great stories, you know. Um, well, Patrick, this is yep. awesome. Thank you. We really appreciate you uh, giving us the time and having us over here. And uh, we'll be looking for keenofcomedy.com. Yeah. K-E-A-N-E of comedy.com. And then do you have a website? There's a website called citizenkeen.com. Citizen Keen. Yeah. And uh, also, are you on Twitter, all that? Yeah. Uh, at Citizen Keen is the Twitter account. At Just Citizen to be Keen? cute and clever. Yeah. And it's can, spelled- I, can, I, can I read your last tweet? Because I think it's hilarious. Oh, please do. Please Which read I think the last you tweeted tweet. While we were driving over here, probably, and uh, it'll it'll get some calls. Uh, a shooting at an Adam Sandler movie, I could understand. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, this will right. be three weeks from now, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> three weeks from now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, thanks again, Patrick. Thanks and, for uh, having me, guys. Everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. 